everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about Roadblock Raw, SmackDown Live, Talking Smack, 205 Live NXT. We're going to take some questions from the Facebook. But before I do that, I would like to welcome in the Renee Young to my Daniel Bryan. How have we not used that? Marianne. How have we not used that one yet? I don't know how, but we've used it just now. That's great. That rhymed. I I am so flattered. She's my idol, and I'm not even joking. I'm sick, you guys. Can't you tell? Yeah, can you guys tell? Yeah, man. Got swallowed some gravel. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Tis, but it's, tis, tis the season. Yes, the holidays, man. Is that what you were going to say? Yes, I was going to say, but I have a bag of fudge here that I'm eating myself, which I should not be doing. I'll have some fudge. Eat some fudge. I guess I'll have eat some. That, eat that food. I'll have some right now. Eat that food. So how you been? We took last week off. Yeah, I was. Kind of. Yeah, I was going down um, to Los Angeles to go to a holiday party, um, not to go to PWG. Kind of a good thing, though, because I would have cried because my boy, Big Dust, is the number one contender for the PWG title. Chuck Taylor, number one contender for Chuck the- Taylor being taken seriously in 2017. My God, Hopefully. what a time. What a fucking time. It's only taken him 15 years. And podcast favorite Pete Dunn made an appearance. Oh, my God, yes. Progress. TJ was there, and I was like, I would have cried. And TJ was like, it's okay. I cried enough for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, super cool. Amazing. Um, I'm so happy for Dustin. Excuse me. Dustin! You have to say it like it's in all caps, and I can't do that right now. I don't have the energy. <laughs> I've been catching up on the programs. I saw Fantastic Beasts finally and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I saw a Star Wars movie before John Pingle, you guys. That's fine. I don't think that's legit ever happened. I mean, since, we've, been really since we've known each other, I think only one Star Wars movie has come out. And no, that's that not true. Last, Yes, that is true. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. There's so many Star Wars I don't even know. Um, John, we're supposed to let people think that we've known each other forever. Well, it feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, look at all these presents. <laughs> yeah, we're. I think we're going to open these on air uh, <laughs> after we get through with everything. Yeah. Maybe when we're answering questions, we'll open Yes. <laughs> it's like crinkly packages. No Holland. You can't have any. All right. So here <laughs> we go. As I tried to say <laughs> in take one, WWE roadblock end of the line. What did you almost say, Road Bob? Road Bob. <laughs> but uh, you guys won't hear that. <laughs> it's probably the only thing I'll be editing. So we start the show off with um, the tag team title match between Cesaro and Sheamus taking on the New Day. And uh, this was a hoot of a match, I must say. I thought it was a pretty good match. And it ended, the the finish was fantastic. Of course it was. Um, of so, fucking course it was. Because during the match, I was sitting there going, how are they going to, it's it's basically two on three. They can't, you know, the, the New Day, Xavier Woods is getting into all sorts of crazy stuff at ringside. He's distracting the referee, all these shenanigans. And they outwitted them at their own game by using some trickery of their own at the end. With the fake tag. You act like Cesaro is not capable. It was so good. I was like, this is great. Um, Cesaro's the best. <laughs> they uh, Cesaro and Sheamus end up dethroning the New Day. And, I mean, we have new tag team champions. And Cesaro and Sheamus, the unlikely uh, duo. We'll get into the, their feelings on that on, on when we go to Monday Night Raw. Oh, boy. Because yes. that, was, that was some fun stuff you could say that i mean yeah except hulu cut that part out so i had to go and find it they cut that part out yeah they cut the entire seamus cesaro really match thing out hulu and huh. but they left fucking titus and sincara <laughs> well yeah because some good stuff happened there we'll get to that we'll get to that speaking of that good stuff that happens later we had sammy Zayn trying to last 10 minutes against big Braun Strowman. guess what you guys he did he did with a little, little help, a little help from uh, <laughs> Skinny Foley. Dude's lost a lot of weight. I was talking to Kyle, and he looks like Cactus Jack shape, like WCW when he first came on the scene. 
I wanted to make a Santa Claus is coming to town joke, but nobody ever gets those jokes when I say them. I was going to say, nobody likes a skinny Santa. Eat, <laughs> Papa, eat. But nobody ever gets it. No. I'll say it anywhere in, like, in hopes that somebody will. Dan, please. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We can hope and dream. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was fine. I mean, it serves its purpose. Uh, Sami Zayn takes a good beating, as always. And it made Braun look strong. There you go. We had Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho, and uh, let me tell you, these next two matches did absolutely nothing for me. How do you feel about what I just said? I I wrote them probably out of order. So Seth Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho, how do you feel about that match? I thought it was... I literally just wrote Seth Rollins beats Chris Jericho, so I think that answers That is literally all you needed to know. (laughs) And then the next match, which should have been good, but I just wasn't feeling it at all was uh, Rich Swan defending the Cruiserweight Championship against the Brian Kendrick and TJP. Yeah, it was a match, but I think the most important part was just the Neville at the end. Oh, you mean new nasty Neville? <laughs> Triple N? Triple oh, my God. The new yeah. trips. New nasty Neville. So Neville I wish, comes I wish out. we could do it in nine-inch nails font. Oh, my God. <laughs> So Neville comes out after the match when Rich Swan retains and just beats the shit out of Rich Swan and TJ Perkins. Is that the title of this episode? New Nasty ne- Of course. <laughs> New Nasty ne- Neville. Or Triple N. Oh, man. The Charlotte Flair, which she is now officially going by, uh, taking on Sasha Banks in the Iron Man match, the 30-minute Iron Man match. I thought the match was pretty good. Um, that's it. That's really about it. I thought it was a good match. I'm. I think I'm almost tired of seeing these two fight, and yeah. I'm glad that this is. They're gonna. Th- this is it for one on one for them. I mean, they've been feuding all year long, basically. Yeah, and it doesn't. It, it. It. We know they've been feuding for a long time, but then when you really look at it on paper, they've been feuding for way too long. Yes, like way too long. It's like you know, there's other women on the roster, yeah. right? So where um Charlotte wins in sudden death overtime, Sasha's bleeding from. I assume. I think it was the nose. Probably just bleeding everywhere. It was a good visual, and uh, yeah. Charlotte Flair, your four-time, four-time women's champion. It's fine. I I said to Kyle, she or she should just uh, form a the new four horsewomen in her own image. So like, oh yeah, Sasha and Bailey. Sure, you guys were in the four horsewomen with me, but uh, who cares? You're not blonde. Yeah, and then she can have. She should have Emelina and freaking uh, Dana. Dana, and then a fourth. I would. Almost say uh, Nia Jax, but I I don't know if I'd want her in that. Actually, it'd probably be better if she was in that. There you go. There's my new four horsewoman. Anyway, except that wouldn't make sense because she talks about not being any like, having a boss on Monday Night Raw. Who Nia, Nia? Jax? As soon as she came out to no reaction, I started fast forwarding because oh yeah. Care. So basically, I just covered that for you. Yeah, she comes Excellent. out to no reaction every time she comes out. That is it's and that is it sucks. Honestly, that sucks for her. It's, it's she's not convincing as as she w- aggressively. <laughs> she looks aggressive, but she doesn't carry herself aggressively, and it's not convincing. She was pretty well. She I looks mean, very uncomfortable when she's trying to do it. And when she beat the shit out of, we'll get to it. We'll get. We'll to it. get there. <laughs> Main event was Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, which ended in a disqualification, and I don't care. Yeah, just a bunch of putting people through the foreign announcer tables, and it was like as soon as it just have a real finish. Oh, and Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are best friends again. I was going to say, oh, yeah, we knew. <laughs> so let's move on to Monday Night Raw. Um, I feel like it needs to be said, though, that it was a disqualification via Chris Jericho coming out and code breaking Kevin yes. Owens. So it would get a DQ. So Kevin Owens would win. Very smart move. And keep his championship. And keep his championship. Which I guess in turn, he could have just done the other way around. He could have just hit Roman and it would have been a DQ. I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. <sighs> Let's just not do that ending for this kind of thing. Monday Night Raw uh, <laughs> opened with Jericho and... O- I actually... A lot of people didn't like this segment. You I, liked it. I thought it was, for the most part, funny. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm working 
like 50 hours a week now, and I'm delirious half the time, so maybe I was just insane when I thought it was funny. Dude, Kevin Owens just screaming, monkeys, at the crew backstage. It was so funny to me. I did like when Jericho got into the cage, and Owens was like, "Don't, Chris, don't go in there. He was screaming, do it, fully, and then Kevin was like, no, get out of the cage. Get out first. Get out, but get out first. I thought that was funny. But I mean, besides that, uh, I, I guess it. Oh, and then Foley getting the town wrong. Like he didn't know what fucking city they no, were No, he also got the like, okay. So I was really hoping that Chris Jericho would do the hug of Jericho. And then he did. And I was so happy. Bring it in, man. Yeah. And then they were saying about <laughs> Santa giving out Michael Coles. Oh, my God. He was like, how horrible would that be? And it was funny because, like, literally every joke they were making was things that was popping into my head. And as <laughs> I was thinking them, they were saying them. And I was like, this is excellent. But Foley comes out and he interrupts them. And you'd think that as an avid Santa Mark, he would get the lyrics to that song right. But he didn't. Wow. He got them all switched up. But I just love how Chris Jericho's immediate thing was, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> like, yes. right away. Yeah, he uh, he was wearing this leather jacket, and he just... It looked... was a shirt with the tattoos on it. Well, no, but the fir- he was wearing a leather jacket first, yeah. and it, he just looked weird, and then he took that f- fucking jacket off and, and was And then wearing... there was, like, another... But not gonna uh... lie, though, that snowflake on the sleeve of that shirt was kind of sick looking. <laughs> but <laughs> what did he call him? An ugly Jon Snow? Yes, an ugly Jon Snow. <laughs> so... I think that just honestly the best part of it was just them holding hands as the cage was rising Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a ridiculous segment. And as I said, I could see why people didn't think it was funny. But I'm it's it was insane. So I was fine with Did it. Did you see Chris Jericho backstage with the oxygen mask? Yes. Oh, my God. And he was all wheezing. And I looked at him and I was like, dude, that's me if I accidentally like like ingested some pineapple. Like, he sounded like Spongebob when he gets stuck in Sandy's bubble in that one episode when he's drying up. I need water. Yeah, that's what he sounded like. Yeah. Uh, The first match of the night was Big Cass versus Rusev, which was a disqualification. Don't care. Sasha, Nia, Jax segment. Um, As I said, as soon as Nia came out to no reaction, I just fast forward because I didn't care. She was mean and kicked but the crutch out from under Sasha. She did. She was mean and she threw Sasha's like leg. In. I thought the leg into the rope spot was pretty cool. Yeah. I still don't understand why somebody hasn't said to Sasha and pulled her aside and be like, Sasha, it's women's. Did women's. she say diva? Women's. She says woman's. Oh, Women's championship, women's champ. It's women's, women's. It just makes her sound stupid. Like it makes her sound illiterate. Well. She says it every week, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> but still, um, Seamus and Cesaro get new belts. Yeah. Okay. What do you think of the new belts? I I think as long as Cesaro has a belt, everything is good. Did you actually write that down? No, I just put oh. dude Cesaro. Okay. What the belt looks. So I was good. like, did she know I was going to be like, what do you think of the belt? No, I didn't. Uh, they're red with silver. I love them. I mean, they're just basically the SmackDown ones, but with red backings. I yeah. think they look great. I'm so glad we got rid of those fucking copper shitty ones. They copper look, penny titles. They look. They looked like the squished pennies that you could. Yes. Yeah. Um. As much as I dislike Seamus, like I m- dislike him as much as the next person, but him calling Cesaro Kojak actually made me laugh. And then I got real embarrassed afterwards. Wow. You popped for a Seamus joke. I popped for a Seamus joke. What a time. Oh, my God. Now, we did miss... It won't happen again. I'm sorry, you guys. We did miss um, one match before we get to the New Day segment. We had Cedric Alexander <laughs> taking on Noam Dar. With Austin Aries on commentary. You just made the list. Noam Dar. Noam Dar. He Alicia sounds drunk all the Fawkes. time. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! You know what though? Like we were watching it, and Kyle was like, "All right, that was pretty funny." <laughs> Alicia, full. He's just hamming it. He sounds drunk all the time. Like I'm that's the he's... type of what type of Scottish is Noam Dar? The always drunk kind. <laughs> I'm glad he is. Um, he's a heel though. I love him. I want his jacket. His jacket is so cool. Yeah, his jacket's sweet. I love him. He's so cute. So that was a match, and I that liked was, it. That was a match. Uh, the New Day. So the New Day come out, and they go, hey, we don't have the belts. This is strange. But we're happy for you, and by you, we mean Cesaro. Yes. <laughs> um, 
So then the club comes out and says, hey... Y'all are a bunch of nerds. You guys are nerds. And then the Shining Stars come out for whatever the fuck reason. Um, because they don't have any other heel tag teams? I don't fucking know. But I just love the Seamus and Cesaro and... and like the new day coming out and being upset and they were like yeah but we're happy that if it was anybody it was you and i knew yes. i knew that they were going to change it to just you cesaro <laughs> like i knew it because they love cesaro like yeah. as they should as everyone should just i'm so happy that he has a belt i'm so happy yeah it's uh it's it's great that he I, has one i want him to i want to see him with an intercontinental title run mostly because cesaro is all the oceans <laughs> Eventually, that'll happen if it jumps ship. Yes. But hopefully. So we had a eight-man tag between the New Day, Cesaro, and Sheamus uh, taking on the club and the Shining Stars. It was a match. I want to call them Shamesaro, but I don't like having Shame Shame in there because Shame is in that name. Uh, we Enzo has to go to sensitivity training because he care. got naked two weeks, two, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks ago. I can't remember. Who cares? Who fucking cares? Uh, new Nasty Neville comes out and he's like, I'm the king of the cruiserweights. And I'm like, fuck, yes, you are. This is awesome. That's good. I think that's fantastic that they brought him back as that. Because especially if you bring him back as a heel, because before it was like you'd forget about him, but you mm-hmm. felt super guilty for forgetting about it yeah because you didn't want to because mm-hmm. he's great and it's kind of like how i kind of feel guilty seeing apollo cruz as just a guy because he's great but he's just a guy happy to be here guys i am just a good wrestler <laughs> it's literally it but yeah i'm i'm glad that that's how they brought neville back like thank fucking god give him something where he can really shine with other people that have the same type of skills as him yeah and hopefully people won't be as completely blown away by a red arrow. Uh, I was so <laughs> just... I'm going to tell you right now, I I didn't watch the Charlotte segment with Bailey, and I didn't watch the Bailey-Charlotte match, and I barely watched the main event, because Raw was just so bleh. I just didn't fucking care. Um, if you have notes on any of those things, I'm more than happy to hear your notes and talk about them. Um, well, I did watch the Charlotte and Bailey match mostly because I heard so many conflicting reviews on it. Like mm-hmm. I heard that it was fucking garbage. Yes. Uh, is that what you heard? No. I it just... wasn't, it wasn't too bad. There was one part where she's like rolling around on her, like a weird little, and it was just very childish. And oh, doing the spinny thing. On it's top so of stupid looking. Like nobody should do that. <laughs> it's not, it should not be a thing. But Byron, I noticed during this match in particular, dude's growing a backbone. Like you go smooth chocolate, you do you like that kind of thing. He's he's standing up for himself and fighting back against Corey and he's not doing too bad. He's like getting there. All right. Yeah. And I think it's just the Bailey that brings him his ultra. But before that, did you watch the backstage segment with Chris Jericho and um, Kevin Owens? Before they have like a talk before they go out for their oh, main yes. event match. And it's he, like, yeah, the the uh, the pep talk. Yeah, he looked w- like I just referred to it as the segment where Chris Jericho looked his age. <laughs> but he also was like, I'm a sexy pinata. And I went, oh, my God. And I had to write that down. Uh, one thing I did forget <laughs> to mention, there was a Sin Cara versus Titus O'Neil <laughs> match, but uh, it ended up. Uh, that Braun Strowman, who had come, uh, he had come into the arena earlier to find Sami Zayn and threw a bitch fit, and was told by Mick Foley that Sami's not here, just take the night off. Well, Braun did not take that advice, and he Took beat a- the ever-loving fuck out of Sin Cara and Titus O'Neil. Well, he was taking a leaf out of Samoa Joe's book and is just going <laughs> to yes do that thing. He did a good lucha thing and saved us from a Sin Cara-Titus O'Neil match. <laughs> and then he seemingly left, and then we get to the main event, which was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins taking on Kevin and Chris. Long hairs versus short hairs. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> And uh, Braun comes out at the end and lays waste to Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. More importantly, Roman Reigns. Dude, Corey Graves forgot what phobias Chris Jericho has. Oh, yes. And just started listing off all the A-phobias. He said agoraphobia, which is not one of them. (laughs) He said agoraphobia, which is the fear of going outside, like one's own home or safety, or your comfort zone. What Chris Jericho has is acrophobia, fear of heights, and arachnophobia which is the fear of spiders now you have aphidiophobia it's the fear of snakes yes and i have kinomortophobia which is the fear of zombies mm-hmm. wow 
Yeah. Research. Nope, not even research. I just knew that already. <laughs> now you know, everybody. Now, okay, let's cut the bullshit and let's <laughs> let's get to the fucking real deal here. Let's get to the A show in the WWE universe, SmackDown Live, okay? Everyone, fuck. I hate man, Raw was so bad. Yes. A- AJ Styles and James Ellsworth for the WWE Championship starts off the show. We get the big fight feel. They come out. They're but, both in the ring. They're getting their intros. The match starts. AJ Styles elbows James Ellsworth in the face and pins him one, two, three. Bear doesn't even pin him. Barely. He, he just, just stands there. <laughs> yes. And puts his like, he like claws him kind of. Like pins him one, two, three. And I laughed my ass off because that's exactly how that match should have went. And it was hilarious. I just love how when they introduced at the beginning, it'll, it'll say like AJ Styles and then where he's from. And then it just says, and James Ellsworth. And I just want to go the man from nowhere. <laughs> like nothing but then he like beats him and then he keeps coming oh back God. into the ring and kicking the ever fucking living shit out of him he threw him into the corner of like destroyed the, him the corner of the the announce table which looked fucking painful yeah, yeah he, he did not him. and then he destroyed him on the ring apron yeah which is really painful and then on the steps on the side and it was like it was like him going Hey, man, remember that time I literally saved your neck in that one match? <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to literally break your neck. Not in a match. So but then, a- yeah, Dolph Ziggler decided to show AJ up. comes back into the ring and says, I'm sick of this. I'm, gl- I'm glad everybody witnessed this. I'm going to take the rest of the year off. And here comes um, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Walking down like, that ramp and straight onto my list because holy fuck, he looked Amazing. You just made the list. In his Zack Ryder shirt. <laughs> Poor Zack Ryder. And the only person who wears his shirt is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> and uh, Ziggler comes out and he says some stuff. But more importantly, Big Banter Corbin. I don't care. I skipped the rest of it. <laughs> comes out and he says, hey, I wasn't here last week. And Dolph's like, that's because you were at some award show and you, you're dumb and my favorite part was just when Baron Corbin walked out, the music hit, and nobody cared <laughs> at all. I cared in my heart. No, no one cared. Like, AJ and Dolph didn't even blink or show that they heard anything. Literally nothing. Nobody cared as they should. And my favorite part was when <laughs> AJ kind of ducked out of the ring, and Ziggler and Baron were, like, talking, and Baron says... If you don't stop talking next week, and he just punches him right in the face like he doesn't even finish his sentence. Who doesn't finish his sentence? Uh, banter. He punches Ziggler right in the face. He's like, mm. <laughs> it was great. Not going to lie. That's actually kind of funny. I still fucking hate you, though. So then we had, and this, my God, we have the greatest man to ever live that is not named Austin Aries, The Miz. <laughs> Taking on Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews, just, just a guy in Disneyland. Just a guy in Disneyland that is happy to be here. Match. <laughs> I thought the match was. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. And the Miz wins. And oh my fucking god, we need to talk about Renee Young getting into the ring and saying to the Miz, "It seems like during the last week's match, you were a little obsessed with Dean Ambrose." Right when she said that, I went, "No." And the Miz says, I, I'm obsessed with Dean Ambrose. Maybe we should be talking about who's really obsessed with Dean Ambrose. You, because you're the one sleeping with him. <laughs> and I went, holy shit. <laughs> I watched it before you and I was I was like really like actively trying not to spoil it because I was like, it, I laughed so fucking hard. People were posting it all over Twitter and I was dying. I was laughing so hard. And Renee slaps the Miz in the face, gets out of the ring and like starts ripping her microphone off. And I, I was like, I, I was like, mad Renee. You just made the list. Dude, my favorite part was just how fucking legitimately awkward the announcer table was. Yes, afterwards. all four of them it were like, uh, so awkward. Then Tom Phillips was like, come on, be professionals. We have to gather it. ourselves Get here. Get your shit together. I work with Corey on a regular basis. We had a Natalia Nikki Carmella segment. Whatever. Where they said feelings and stuff. 
Then we had uh, Daniel Bryan and Alexa Bliss. You just made the list. Uh, Being a whiny bitch coward. Do you know what didn't make the list is Alexa Bliss's shirt, which I'm very sad does not look good. Because I was all about to buy it. Were you really? Oh, yeah. She's terrible. Mm, My feelings on Alexa Bliss will be shown when Becky explains my feelings on Alexa Bliss later. Uh, So Daniel Bryan says, hey, you got to fight somebody tonight. So, all right, see you later. And you're going to defend your title next week against Becky Lynch. But I'm hurt. But I'm not hurt. Oh, yeah. But I'm not hurt. (laughs) So we had uh, Dean Ambrose taking on the wonderful Luke Harper. Carrying both belts. I loved that. Carrying both belts. Uh, match was pretty fun. Wyatt's attack afterwards. <laughs> Wyatt's attack. <laughs> the Wyatt's attack afterwards, and then the Miz comes out and attacks, and everyone's just beating up poor Dean Ambrose. And he's like, but why? And everybody's like, why is it Renee coming out? And I'm like, because she's a grown-ass woman and does not handle shit like that. God. Yeah, I really don't. I don't want her to be a huge part of this angle. They're not. That's why they didn't do it. They had it, like, obviously, like, right when she came out to interview him for that, like, completely no no reason whatsoever, I knew something was up. And then I knew that they were going to make that public, and I know that it's going to be a, like, shoehorning kind of, <clears throat> like, the Total Divas thing. Like, you should watch it. Guess what? They're together, and you guys like Dean Ambrose, so you should watch it, that kind of thing. Yeah. But there's, it would be very, they would have had to, like, force him, like, physically force him to actually bring his own personal business into this <laughs> like force him with lots of money because yeah I, I really don't feel like that's gonna go much farther sorry guys we had <laughs> alexa bliss taking on la luchadora or whatever they were calling her they called her like seven different things during the match uh la luchadora wins with the um what, is, what does Becky call her arm? Disarmor. The disarmor. Yes, I knew it was a pun. I just couldn't remember what it was. And then uh, La Luchadora unmasked and was Becky Lynch. And, and we are less than shocked. Everyone said, LOL, that is funny. Ryan Felipe backstage with Kurt Hawkins and Mojo <laughs> Rowley. <laughs> That's a sitcom. That was, that was a segment. And then we got the Mojo Rowley taking on Kurt Hawkins with... Ryan Felipe on commentary, and <laughs> let me so tell weird. you, how funny was it that JBL couldn't say two S-words in a row? He tripped over saying uh, S-words two in a row, like three times, and it was hilarious. I did not notice. Well, when he was introing Felipe, he, I, he was trying to say, uh, I should have written it down, it was something... Shooter. Shooter, but it was... I can't remember what the first word was, but he was just totally star. He, he I don't know the star of the show shooter. That's yeah. what he's trying to say. The star of the show shooter, and he couldn't say it. And it was like the star of the shoot, and it was so funny. It was. Great. Oh my god! I feel like Kurt Hawkins though. Like going back to that match, I feel like Kurt Hawkins is a great person to pit against Mojo Rawley in a singles match. I agree. That's that's a good why they would match. have Kurt Hawkins be the person that would help train The Rock before he came back for like random pay-per-views he was like the person that would fly out like fly to different places and train with the rock for him and i think kurt hawkins is a great person like enhancement talent but he was like i I, that's sad because i love brian myers but i think mojo rally is somebody who really needs to get more he deserves more well he's gonna get more because uh that was he's good i really like mojo rally i do i think he i think i could see i could see him feuding with the miz Oh my god, that would be fucking hysterical. Could you see the conversations? Just endless Miz Miz getting frustrated with the stupidity of Mojo Rally. So, yes, I could. So we had a backstage segment with James Ellsworth, like, all taped up and wearing, like, he had the ice pack on. And the new lady backstage announcee person is, like, following him. Sure. Uh, she has the most awkward job ever, which is interviewing people as they lose after they yes. come down ramps. And <laughs> she keeps trying to ask him questions, and he's not saying anything. And Carmella comes up and says, why are you asking him questions? Don't you see he's hurt? And she says, it's okay. I'll take care of you. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. I don't get it either. Everybody's so confused. I'm down. I'm confused. 
We had to determine the number one contender for next week's SmackDown. We had Big Banter Corbin taking on Dolphin Ziggler and uh, I Dolphin Ziggler and uh, follow me to my underwater paradise. Long story short, we're getting that old triple threat next week for the world championship. And now, man, I said you needed to watch. I did. I did. I did. Trust me, I did. (laughs) What the fuck? I know. That was Rhino, right? Yes. Okay, for sure. (laughs) I was... was, It was so awkward. So... It was... So awkward is an understatement. If you did not watch that... It opens... It opens with Renee addressing slapping The Miz in a professional manner. And then it moves on to... Santa Rhino. <laughs> Daniel Bryan was like, don't even apologize. Yes. It moves on to Santa Rhino. Who was who pulls... Santa, but you spend most of the time trying to figure out who it is. And then if, if he doesn't make it awkward, like obvious later, he pulls out a bowl of cheese and crackers. And you're like, oh, that's fucking Rhino for so, sure. So Santa Rhino, the most surliest of all rhinos. He pulled the mic. I like and that he pulled the microphone on... out of his beard. He pulled it out of his beard. Yeah, like when, when Rhino is so fucking funny, but also on, he's on a Senate in what, Minnesota? Yes. And that's the behavior you're going to be pulling? <laughs> Wait till Minnesota sees this Rhino. So we have. Rubbing a- cookies on your chest. Yeah, that was a thing. Yes, he rubbed <laughs> cookies on his chest. And um, the first guest they had was uh, Big Banter Corbin. And my favorite part was Rhino saying. Do not speak the bad speak. And I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> he was so funny. It was great. My notes just are in all caps and just say, oh, my God, Santa. The Becky Lynch coming out and talking about Alexa and just interacting with Santa Rhino. Dude, Renee's face when Santa came out, she's like, Santa! Yeah, she's so happy. And it was and like, then... and they went, Santa, Santa. And I was like, it's like they picked the two most childish people <laughs> in Signed to SmackDown and gave them a show. Daniel yes. Bryan and Renee Young. And I was like, all they're missing is Becky Lynch. And then they got Becky Lynch. And I was like, okay. It was pretty great. Those are the only three people I could ever picture doing that. My favorite line from the entire show was Daniel Bryan saying, you're a little handsy today, Santa. (laughs) I just like John Cena is always on the nice list. (laughs) It was pretty good. If you did not watch Talking Smack, and by pretty good, (laughs) I mean it is super awkward. It's extremely awkward. And very funny. But it's, it's, it's really awkward in a way where it's like Renee handled it. Like if you oh, ever want to like know, if you ever know how to handle an awkward situation like that in a bar, ladies, just watch what Renee, Renee did. Renee she handled it beautifully. She handled it amazingly. Like that, it could have come off very like, ugh, but it came off like, okay, this is funny because she's like totally in control of this situation. Yeah, she was. To- yeah, she was so. totally. It's not gonna get like it was. It was pretty disgusting. Yes, he's pretty gross. <laughs> like pretty gross. I could smell when he burps. I could smell it. She was like, I could smell it. And he was like, yeah, it's stuck in my beard. I can definitely smell it. I was like, where is is he? He was improvising that. That's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. It was very good. (laughs) God damn it. Why can't he be on Senate in fucking California? I don't know. So (laughs) let us move on to 205 Live. Well, we missed the whole. um... Oh, you wanted to talk about Becky. Oh, yeah, because Becky came out and she just. Yeah, if you didn't watch it, then you miss some Becky just describing exactly my feelings towards the whole Alexa Bliss angle. She's living my moral compass. But um, if there's one, and then Natalia came out as the last guest, and yes, I will speak about Natalia. I'm sorry, everyone. That's fine. If Go there was it. one thing I agree with Natalia on is that she does always get pushed aside. And yes. she's the one that's always there making other people look good because she's a good wrestler. Yep. She is, and she always gets pushed aside. I do have one question, though. Did you know she was related to Bret Hart? Because I had no idea. I had no idea at all. Wow. You know what's funny? I was like, I can't watch Natty talk. And I'd fast forward, and I heard Hart family fast forward. Bret Hart's my uncle, fast forward. Hart dynasty, fast it every time. And they were all in hashtag format? Basically, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, she has a very Malfoy-esque approach to like everything. Yeah. My uncle will hear about this, that kind of thing. Yes. But like after she left, 
I was like, damn it, Daniel, with your ever your words of wisdom and your constant trips. Yeah. To taking the high road to everything. Yeah. Like it, it, there's so much there's uh, talking smack is so great in the fact that it really does a good job of clearing up the huge, the huge differences between Raw and SmackDown in that you get more matches. Yeah. First of all, if you're if you're taking notes and watching it like you do it as well, uh-huh. I will list first match, second match, third match. There's more matches and yeah. less segments mm-hmm. in SmackDown. They're longer matches, and also afterwards, it goes about putting it in a very um, SmackDown in a way is more adult. It's yes. more mature. It's taking the more mature route towards everything. And I'm not saying like adult, like entertainment wise, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just taking it in a more professional manner. And I really enjoy talking smack. I really do because it's funny, but it also gives you the serious things that you need it to fur- hear. It furthers uh, angles and storylines. It furthers lines. angles and it, it, Instead of put, it puts people in different. Per- it puts different um, rest like characters in different perspectives. That yeah. You can look at it that way, and so you look at it, and instead of thinking, "Oh, I really can't stand that person," you'll get somebody who looks at things uh, very objectively and from both sides, like Daniel Bryan, and it's infuriating <laughs> that he has the ability to do that. It's yeah. absolutely infuriating. And then you have Renee Young, who knows that's how he thinks, and so she'll ask him the appropriate questions to put things in perspective to different people, so you think about things differently. So if you're, I still. I hate Baron Corbin. Um, <laughs> I still hate Baron Corbin. <laughs> That's all you get out of that. Noted. But yeah, if you don't watch Talking Smack, it's very good. Talking Smack paired with SmackDown Live is the greatest show. It's it's great. But um, two of five live. So here happened. here we go. Here's the first match, and we haven't used this line in a while, and I'm going to use it on my new favorite person. We had Lince Dorado taking on Arya Davari, and I'm making this statement right now. I do not watch Arya Davari matches. Okay. I am done. Is it because you have too care. many Persian people in your life? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't care. I would rather see Mustafa Ali in this place. Mustafa I, Ali. I don't care. You're on my list. You just made the list. I do not care about Arya Davari at all. He has been on 205 Live every fucking week, and I don't care. Where's Tazawa? Isn't Tazawa signed? Yes. Where the signed? fuck is Tazawa? Speaking of people showing up, we got a Tajiri promo. Thank the freaking Lord. Tajiri will be on my television or on my WWE network. In 2016 and 2017. I am very excited for this, so... That is good stuff. We had the Legal Eagle, the Regal Beagle, the Trailblazer. You forgot the Game Changer. The Game Changer. First time, long time. Drew Gulak taking on Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander in his and war his against Hanukkah. And his girlfriend, Alicia Fox. I just loved Noam Dar saying, all I want for Christmas. And I was like, you're Jewish. Christmas <laughs> is Alicia Fox. <laughs> I want her for every night of Hanukkah. So, <laughs> match was pretty good. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Bulek has music, and I am so happy. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> he is also moving up my list for the end of the year. Really? Wrestlers. I've been catching up on He's Evolve. fucking great. Hopefully. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit. I feel like the, the pairing show. of Alicia and Cedric was kind of a, like a sly insurance that would make him stay memorable. Yeah, I guess. But I feel like Cedric's... His finisher is memorable enough. Yes. His finish and him in general as a wrestler is memorable enough. But the the lumbar check is a, it's an amazing finish. It's brutal. It's very but good. I love how Austin Aries, his solution to everything is just poke them in the eye. I'm loving Austin Aries on commentary. He's great. And I sincerely hope that we. this is how we intro him to when his eyes healed, that he's just on 205 Live. That's it. He's just on the show. Yeah. Um, and take him off commentary. I think that that would give a lot more depth. Wait, what? Well, I, I'm saying they put him in this position because it, it they basically think that he's going to be in 205 Live. Does he qualify for 205 Live? He's already he he's stating I, they don't care about the 205 anymore. I honestly don't think they do. Like, there's no way Cedric is still 205. I was like, yeah, if Cedric's 205, then you just put fucking, I almost said ooh Apollo Cruz Because he does all the flippy boy tricks. I think... Excuse but he's me. he's like two forty or something. Yeah, I think at some point they'll rename it the cruiserweight 
they'll rename the show Cruiserweight Live or something, so then we don't have that weight. Yeah, but And then we'll still. just throw, like, everybody on it, and it'll be great. Uh, but Bulak is great. Bulak knocks over Cedric Alexander, who in turn knocks over Alicia Fox, and then, no, I'm Dar, you're so cute. Alicia Fox. Fox. He's so cute. Alicia Fox is on my list. You just made the list. I love her. She's beautiful. Yes, she is. Um, But Noah and Dar's jacket says Champagne Supernova on the back. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. I want it. I want like a blazer with like the... Oh my God. Can we please talk about how Drew Gulak lost his mind at the end of this match and said women don't belong on 205 Life? And I went, what the fuck? Did you just channel Chuck Taylor? <laughs> Did you see what Chuck Taylor tweeted? No! And I, I can't oh, wait, he said even he's a first believe, class misogynist. Yes, yeah. I can't even believe I just said that to you. Because you usually say that to me. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Drew Gulak, known misogynist. What was he it? He said Drew Gulak is, I had to have, oh my God, I have it saved, Drew you guys. Drew Gulak, known misogynist. He's, yeah, Which was, is hilarious because I have it from many reliable sources that Drew Gulak is the nicest fucking human is, being on earth. He is hella nice. Um, Chuck Taylor said Drew Gulak, vintage misogynist. Yes, vintage. <laughs> Like, all of a sudden. <laughs> so the main event was the new Nasty Neville and the Brian Kendrick. And that's not how you say his name, but who cares? We're going to keep going. Versus Rich Swan and TJ Perkins. I thought this match was pretty fun. That drop kick to the back of Swan's head. Oh, my Lord. That looked so... I went, oh, wow, right away. Like, holy shit. I thought this was a pretty good match. We saw the red arrow from Neville to end it. Brian Kendrick just loves to wear pants that resemble the patterns of the folders I would put in my three ring binders in high school. I yes. had some that were yes. houndstooth shiny patterns. No, I I 100% know what you're talking about. Would you? <laughs> I have one in my house right now, actually. Do you think that Morrow has a list of idioms and metaphors like at hand at every show for him to use? I ha- I Okay, I think the way Morrow... There's no way he doesn't does announcing is he finds a list because he's super into twitter so he's kind of plugged in he vanity searches himself and blocks people all the time apparently (laughs) (laughs) that's great i don't care (laughs) he retweeted me a couple of times and he retweets everyone which is also funny they make fun of him on smackdown for that where he retweets himself but anyway he's pretty plugged in so i figure he just maybe has a bunch of things that happened that week that he wants to make references to i think he just has an like an internet page like he might that says like 101 flowery idioms and metaphors for you to use every day maybe and how to use them (laughs) i have no idea that match was so good though it was a lot of fun the speed of tjp is so beautiful like and fluid that if he added a scissor kick to his repertoire he would be my favorite cruiserweight wrestler i'm actually the sweatpants i'm wearing are uh tjp style sweatpants are they really no right the, are they are they soccer gathered at the bottom yeah they have like the like you're gonna go play indoor soccer yeah soccer um <laughs> <laughs> i just tried to do the tjp dab and i was knocked over the microphone <laughs> so there you go kids never dab Never dab. I think Corey Graves said that. He was like, there's only so much dabbing you can do. Or it was Austin Aries. They're both so similar in their their hatred of happiness. <laughs> so that was two <laughs> that was two oh five live. And we move on to NXT. I think really the the there's only one or two thing of note that we should talk about is um it looks like Nikki Cross is gonna be Asuka's next opponent, which I'm fine with. Thank God. I think that's a good idea. Um the Billy Kay got new gear and actually looks like a person now instead of whatever the fuck she was wearing before. She looked awful before. She looks better now. They both look terrible, though, and Peyton Royce. And Daria um, looks pretty good. I'm actually, I really like Daria. I think she's going to be super good. And then the main event was uh, Bobby Roode taking on Roderick Strong and also taking on Ty Dillinger, and also taking Ty on Dillinger. Andrade Cien Almas in a four corners elimination match to determine the number one contender. And there was a chop in this match. It was the first chop that Almas gave to Roddy that was, you just have to watch it and listen to it because, oh my God, it was, I, I've never 
heard a chop like that in my entire life. Good. It was because Roddy gives hella hard. Roddy fights hard. It he was, does not. He does not fight soft against people. It was fantastic. So deserved. The, <laughs> the match was was pretty good. Uh, Bobby Roode <laughs> ended up getting the victory, and he's the new number one contender. Uh, Corey was channeling his inner Bobby Heenan during this match, literally picking everyone to win at different times in the match who he thought would win. It was pretty funny. Corey Graves is fantastic. Almas is full in Gouvernables, and it is a fucking beautiful thing. Um, yes. So there you go. All right, we got some questions. Yes. I did not read them ahead of time because I'm professional. So here we go. Here are the questions. Uh, Ray asks, there's so much wrestling now, particularly on WWE's part, which we skipped last week, so we didn't even talk about the WWE um, UK tournament that are you no, keep you're talking. looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, keep talking and I'll, I'll get there. Uh, <laughs> the UK tournament where I believe it's going to start. It's a two-day tournament, January 13th and 14th, or at least on that weekend. And the commentators are Michael Cole and Nigel McGinnis. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? Uh, yes, we're going to get it, and I'm very excited about it. And um, it's 16 competitors. I can't remember... All of them off the top of my head, but I know everyone of British Strong Style is in the tournament, so that means number one, Pete Dunne, is going to be on WWE Network. Pete Dunne! As well as Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, and I also Apparently Trent Seven is hella fucking nice. I've heard very nice but things about him. He is like him. a absolute just darling person there's some other people in the tournament i think roy johnson body guy yeah is in the tournament <laughs> see me yeah roy johnson yeah body guy yeah it's great it's from <laughs> progress oh god so, it makes me of mark andrews who can't be nope nope because my little welsh angel he's in that other place that other place my welsh angel okay so anyway um there's so many options wrestling wise are you okay with this because there are so many options or not okay because it's hard to keep up well let me tell you ray it's it's a big problem for me because right now um i am subscribed to the wwe network progress on demand um, what else am I subscribed to? I'm subscribed to Flow Slam, and I just re-upped my New Japan because I need to watch uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which airs on a fucking Tuesday morning. I'm so fucking mad. Yeah, it airs like Tuesday morning. Tuesday is the worst day of the week. People say Monday, Wednesday Tuesday morning. is the worst day it of the week. It might be Wednesday morning. Either way, it doesn't matter because it's in the middle of the week at like 3 a.m., and I am not about that. I think... Anyway, having, having a lot is like scary to think about, but with the technology we have nowadays, doesn't mean that you can't not get it. Oh when yeah, when you do have a chance to. Yeah, definitely. So, um, using that, it could be worse logic. It, I'm somewhere in the middle, Ray. I like that there's so many options, but I don't because then I feel like I'm always missing something. Yeah, I am fully caught up on progress. I'm almost caught up on evolve. I want to catch this WXW tag tournament that they had. And I think that's the only things I want to be caught up on right now. But there's like other stuff I'd, I'd maybe like to be caught up on. But I beyond, I'd like to be caught up on that. But uh, as we close out the year and I sealed the book on my top 100, probably as of next week's recording, uh, I'd like to be caught up so I feel like I can pinpoint and i'm way behind on lucha underground it's not even yeah i can't even at this point i can't even could you try i could try to even i don't know if i could though i had to use your own words against you that's fine you say that to me every time it's fine <laughs> calvin now calvin asks a very interesting question which i thought about all day and i came up with a pretty fun scenario and I'll tell you, he says, uh, predictions for surprise Royal Rumble entrance. Oh, I like that question a lot. So I did read that one. If number 10 is not Ty Dillinger. <laughs> the world will fucking be pissed. That is... So many people did not even think about that. I told you I told Mikey yeah. about that, right? And he was like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, if he wasn't number 10, that would be bullshit. He should be number 10. I also think uh, Samoa Joe should be in this Rumble somewhere. 
Yeah, because he's not really... He just needs to come to the main roster. I think he's the next person to come up. And here's a fun prediction. I want number one to be Sheamus. I want number two to be Cesaro. And then I want number three, which was AJ Styles' spot in this year's Rumble, Mm -hmm. to be Chris Hero. I would fucking cry. I would cry. (laughs) I think that would be amazing. And you know that if that happened, oh my God, the stupid Mark and me would be watching Cesaro's face the whole time. Because you know they double-team Sheamus, for sure. They would double-team the shit out of Sheamus, and they also know each other really well. Yeah. (laughs) So They double-team the shit out of Sheamus with them elbows. I think look for the... If if anything, look for the number three spot to be the surprise spot. It has been for the past two years. It was AJ this year. The year before, it was Bubba Ray. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you were really excited about that I was very excited. I feel like AJ Styles being number three during the Royal Rumble... It took the entire time for people. To, no, nobody. We didn't get over it. Other people were coming out as a surprise and we were still on the high of that, AJ Styles. That might be my moment of the year. That Really? Yeah. Even though we knew it was going to happen, right? Yeah, for the most part. But yeah. I think that might be my moment of the year. Just because I remember watching the crowd reaction was great. And then I also remember watching a YouTube video of a fan cam from inside. And that place was deafening. It was great. I feel like that might be moment of the year. Yeah. For me. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Brian asks, I fall asleep during every Raw. Is there a good way for me to stay awake? <laughs> what did no. Holland say? He said this is this question is everything. Okay. <laughs> Brian, I don't blame you, but I will go on record as saying prior to Roadblock, Raw was pretty good for like three to four weeks for a month yeah i thought it was, it was pretty it was pretty bearable i thought it was good it was a good show but this week and the the the, the network special or the network event the end of it it was just kind of meh i just did i'm like this is not good and i just overall think raw hasn't been very good which is great because SmackDown's been so awesome. Yeah, consistently awesome. And I know somebody posted the ratings and they're like, SmackDown hasn't beat Raw. And I'm like, I don't care. It's st- like, that's cool. It doesn't, because the fans well, whose opinions really like, matter in us. Because people like Brian are falling asleep with the TV on and giving them the ratings. Oh, wow. Brian, Good call. Just turn off the TV. Don't give Raw your ratings. Yeah, um, or just record it. Is there a good And then watch for- it later and fast forward through the chunks that you know. Yeah, just do that. Terrible. That's what I do. I try don't to- do the Hulu route like I do sometimes because it cuts out. It cuts out the good stuff. Yeah, it cuts out all of the cruiserweight things. It cuts out. Well, it cut out to fucking Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, I should just say Cesaro because Sheamus nobody cares. But yeah, just like yeah, the kind of be. I mean, I have. I don't have the option of recording it. So if you don't have that option either, then yeah kind of sucks yep (laughs) okay so uh before we get the plugs and then open presents i just want to do one more thing so next next week we're going to be recording our end of the year review yes and we're going to talk about match of the year wrestler of the year tag team of the year uh woman of the year rookie of the year the show of the year which I you could what either is rookie do, of the year rookie of the year um just somebody who hasn't been re- it's Matt Riddle <laughs> I was gonna say Pete I was gonna say Pete Dunn but uh, I don't know if we would classify Pete I will look up the rules for what a rookie of the year will, should be yeah because if he qualifies for that um show of the year which I meant to be like um like a pay-per-view not like smackdown's like show of the year just like a show oh so we can't say bola we can't say one night of bola if we wanted to uh feud of the year most overrated and most underrated and then best gimmick and worst gimmick now marianne and i and possibly kyle i don't know i haven't really run it by him so he probably is like i'm not prepared at all we'll be doing this next week but we want to hear from you guys uh we have a google voice number it's uh, 707-276-6854. You need to spell out something. Make it an acronym. It spells out uh, 27-N-O-T-L-G. Oh, so just kidding. 707-27-N-O-T-L-G. Give us a call and just tell us 
one of those, you know, you can tell us all of them. We'll play it if you want. And if you don't want us to play it, just leave us a message and I will just read what you sent us because Google does that. And we would like to hear from you guys, you know, because, I mean. That's fun. Technology's fun. Maybe you think there was a better rookie of the year than, I don't know, a guy who's been wrestling for 17 months and is going to be in my top five. I, I don't know. Maybe you think someone out there. And you still haven't seen Officer and a Gentleman. (laughs) I mean, that's not. I can't put a star rating on Officer and a Gentleman. (laughs) Oh my god! All right, so so we want to open. We want to open gifts now. Opens the gifts. So is that one? Um, I crudely wrapped Marianne's because I had to tend to some phone business before I came to uh, came to wherever we are. The studio. She's watching me open mine. No. <laughs> what is this? Oh my god! <laughs> it is one of those. Um, how do you? What? How do you? Zoom say, zoom. The zoom zoom, <laughs> but it's of Elsa, <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty adorable. <laughs> and it's it's gonna sit right. It's gonna sit in the studio with me for for all of time. <laughs> It's pretty adorable. I, I didn't know how to pack it, and then I saw this box, and I was like, oh, my God, if it pops out of the box when you open it, that would be the best thing in the world. The tag is as big as it is. Yeah, I know. That's so weird. I got it at Michael's. We got, like, a ton of shit at Michael's. It's adorable. Yeah. Thank Dude, you. John, you, like, okay, so John wrapped this in wrapping paper and then wrapped it in tape. Like, literally, uh, okay, the wrapping so paper, it's like a layer of tape. That's, uh, if you can't believe it, reused tape, or reused uh, wrapping paper. Oh, wow, I'm very impressed. I didn't do a very good job. Good on you, though. So I'm gonna... that, okay. And the one John's opening now, I feel like you should take a picture of it before yeah, you open yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it is shaped like a Crunchwrap Supreme, <laughs> without being one. I'm very proud of my wrapping job on it, though, because I did not think that I would be able to wrap it properly. <laughs> I love. Okay, I love that. You... Oh, sick! So sick okay so john got me a snapback slytherin hat now do you have that no i do not i do not have it i only have uh the one tommy end one i only have a tommy end hat there you go yeah and that is i hope it is in the german colors it is all right there's a little bracelet there it is. That's that's great. And then she got. Oh my god! Yes, I, <laughs> I got a Cesaro action figure. <laughs> yes, yes, this is great because this is what I had. You can get a JBL action figure. Yeah. Oh, and we we are going to be making a Miz Shrine in the studio oh, for sure. Miz Shrine for sure. Yeah, but I had um we had our secret Santa at my work, and I had put the Cesaro action figure on there. <laughs> Thank God you got it. Excellent. All right, let's. I'm opening. Like, we still need to get a Heath Slater one. Yes. We do. I'm opening the Crunchwrap Supreme, which I did also take a picture of. <laughs> it looks just like a Crunchwrap, and I was wondering what it looked like. And then my brother was like, "It looks like a Crunchwrap," and I was like, "Okay, good. Now I won't be bothered by it." Turn it over. Oh, it's a baseball book, and it's shaped like a baseball. <laughs> oh, that's great. What do we have? It's just it's it's history. I love baseball history. It's the best. Have you ever seen the Ken Burns documentary? It's no, literally like you know fifty-two hours long. You need, you need. Okay, so I will make this happen. You need to just have a what do you want to talk about with Joey Ryan and just talk about baseball. Would you want to do that? I think that would be fun. I'd- I could do that. Like Joey Ryan. Okay, so the Joey Ryan loves baseball. Loves baseball. Like obsessed with it. Like you. I would be. F- I would be. Yeah, I think we could talk about that for a while. He would be, you know, uh, I guess. I guess shoot week. I, it, if you've noticed, uh, I've never interviewed anyone. Yeah. On the show, uh, there was talks at one point where I was going to try and interview Dasher Hatfield, uh-huh. but it fell through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, only other time we had anyone, Johnny Bench, great, great catcher, guys. Um, <laughs> the only other time. This is all catchers. All right, I gotta close this. The only other time we ever interviewed anyone was um, Gabe Sapolsky for oh, WrestleMania yeah. weekend, and I had Kyle do it because Kyle set it up, and I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Aww. So you there Kyle you have it. it. Yeah, 
All right, I have I have one this more. This was here. the original one. The ones that John just opened were the ones I got uh, yesterday. Yes, yeah, so I got you more stuff. I was like, oh my god, because I went out. I went out shopping for like my like siblings and. I would also Josh. like to point out. I love that you signed uh, both of the new gifts. M period. Because I can't fit my name on those tiny squares. Oh, I thought it was because Ernesto texted me and told me that he told you about F. No. About F period. He might have. About the ferret band. Oh, yeah, he did. He did tell me about the ferret band. If you really want to know about F period, uh, listen to Yakety Cast when it Which is my favorite. I love that podcast. It's so funny. We're We're coming back. Okay, this one, I'm really, Kyle helped me pick this one out. Picked one of them out, at least. There's a gift inside of a gift here. There's two in there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so it's a Raven shirt, and this is like, this is like old school, like, ECW Raven shirt. This is amazing. Oh, I love Raven. I don't know if you guys knew this about me, but uh, Raven (laughs) is, like, my favoriteest wrestler (laughs) ever. And yeah, oh my god, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> and then there's another one. Yeah, and this one I sent away for. You sent away for? Yes. I'm nervous. No, don't be nervous. Please don't be nervous. I just really hope that you like it. You have to read what's on the inside, too. Read it. <laughs> okay. The inside cover. Dear John, uh, <laughs> should I, should if I you, read? You don't have to read it out loud. Just read it. I, I. I got him Hard Body, How to Be One by Ryan Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler's brother. And I asked him if he could write a personal message in it. I was like, just write whatever you want. Like, here's the thing. He's my friend. He introduced me to wrestling. If you could write this for me. That's he was awesome. Like, Sweet. And he was like, thank you so much for buying it. And so he mailed it oh, to that's me. Cool. And he signed it. And I got it for you. And it's extremely funny. There's drawings in there by <laughs> Trent. Oh, wow. There's... Wow. Okay. Joey Ryan's got a... Joey Ryan has a section in there. Yeah. Luke Harper has a section in there. Um, Where's Jim? Trent has a section in there. Uh. Um, there's a bunch of people that have sections in there, but the Luke Harper one is extra funny because I guess they used to travel together. Wow, this is wow, this is crazy. This is really cool. Yeah, it's got like it's got it's got a, I think the Miz is in there too. Oh my God, it has uh, Mason Ryan, and he he wrote. He lit like some people's like it's like favorite gym and some people's just like this gym and that's it. And he's like favorite gym. So here we go. And it's like three pages. about Yeah, they bitch bitch about the funniest things on here. Trent has. Oh, my. It's it's just so funny. And it's not written like a book. And it says at the beginning, he mentions it literally like every chapter. This is not a how to book. Do not read it like that. It's a comedy book. It's fucking hysterical. Fitness. By Luke Harper, it's one page. <laughs> no, it's so That's funny. <laughs> Cole Cabe- wow, this has literally everybody. Was this Rusev? Is yeah, Rusev e? is in there. Big E is in there. Um, oh, this is awesome. Thank it's you. It's really cool. It's very funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm gonna- it's super funny. He signed, the, it's got, it's he got signed t- the front and signed it inside. My yeah. goodness. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, That's so he cool. sent away for it. And I did tell you that I got him a shark. Like, Okay, so Ryan Nemeth love sharks yes he thinks they are misunderstood creatures and so when i went to hood slam i brought a baseball lollipop to uh joey ryan and i asked him when he was going to see ryan nemeth next and i gave him a shark lollipop and ryan nemeth posted on his instagram a video of this i put seriously who got this for me and then post another one was like who sent this and i was like it was me because he loved it so much (laughs) it was like a shark lollipop He was like, thank That's you great. so much. But yeah, I really hope that you like that. Yeah, it's extremely defi- funny. Definitely check this out. This I is great. I love nonfiction comedy books, and it's a comedy book, and he's written two books. He's good at everything. He's one of those people that's good at everything, and it's infuriating, but it's fantastic, and it's super funny. If you guys have not heard of it, it's fucking hysterical. Trent's got drawings in there. Oh Shitty Trent drawings. <laughs> This is great, thank you. I'm yes, I'm very excited to check that. I have oh, I have stuff to read now. You, it's not you don't even read. No, it. I'm like, saying you like literally a, don't even have to read it. Here. It just is like lists. It's of got just, stories in it. It looks pretty so, cool. It's honestly the Luke Harper has drawings in there too. It's so fucking oh funny. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> awesome. All right, so you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moonsaults. 
Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Uh, also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, shout out to Finally North. They do our music, soundcloud.com slash finally north or finallynorth.com. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy a late Christmas gift for yourself. Buy a Tornado <laughs> Tag Radio shirt. Wear it on your torso or give it to somebody else. <laughs> Wear it on your torso or give it to a homeless person. That too. Uh, support TTR and all the other podcasts on the Night of the Living Geek Network. Become a Patreon. Patreon.com <laughs> slash N-O-T-L-G. Huge shout out to Chris Brazilian Fury, my man, the new nasty Chris. He is our newest Patreon. Thank you, sir. Thank you, everybody else. Thank you to Mike for sending me the sticker book of WWE Superstars, which we will be adding to our table at some point. Gonna make a Seamus flower. (laughs) And that is it for us this week. Join us again next week as you find out possibly 1 to 100 my entire rankings. And then also my list. And... (laughs) I've unplugged it, so I'm not doing it. Uh, (laughs) So there's only one thing left to do, so Marianne, if you will. Ring the bell! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about Road Bob. Ooh, nope. <laughs> so we got to do that whole thing all over again. <laughs> Fuck my life.